0: Hey everybody, I'm back this week with Shy Pod Shuffle to talk about rock music. So just a little background in the genre first. So it originated somewhere in the 1950s in the United States. Uh, Classic rock came in around the 1960s, but something that a lot of people know is that rock music was kind of like the offspring of the blues. It can be credited to the black community and the black culture. And that's something that isn't always noted. You know, people like Little Richard, Bo Diddley, they also can be credited with the creation of rock and roll. And usually, you know, people try to give that to Elvis or Johnny Cash, and that's not exactly the case. The amplified electric guitar also came out in the 1950s, which is one of the genre's most notable instruments, is that deep electric guitar that everyone knows and loves. The lyrics are widely themed, they can be, like, party-ish, they can be deep, they can be loving. You know, you just never know what you're going to get with rock music except a good electric guitar. And that's all that matters. In this know, you're going to get the Beatles, Bob Dylan, Elvis, Cash, Queen, Little Richard, all sorts of stuff. And it's personally another one of my favorites. I'm not big on listening to it all the time, but I still do enjoy it. When I get in the mood for it. So, as usual, we are looking at the Billboard Hot Charts first. So, at number one this week is going to be High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. This song has spent 76 weeks on the chart, but it's also spent 71 weeks at number one. That is absolutely insane. I have not seen that in doing this podcast so far, obviously. That is such a long time. I mean, it's over a year that this song has stayed just right there at number one on those rock charts, and that's just amazing. I absolutely love High Hopes. It's something that I blare when I'm feeling a little down and I need to kind of pick myself back up. The lyrics are really upbeat. They're really inspiring. They're kind of deep. Um, It's a good fit for the band. I've never really followed them too deeply, but it sounds similar to most of the other songs I've heard before, but it sounds more mature in the nature of like, leading, I guess, in the sense of success. In addition, the music video is adorable. It's Brendan Yuri just climbing a video, singing the song, until he reaches to the top where the band is and their logo is painted just massively on top of the building. But what I like so much about it is that he seems really passionate in the video. He's got actual genuineness behind him. He's excited. He's hype and obviously, you know, It could just be for the video, but to me, it doesn't seem very forced. It seems very natural. It seems like this song makes him feel just the way it makes fans feel. His close-up at the end is absolutely beautiful. If you haven't watched the video, you definitely should to see that, because he's a beautiful man. Next up is going to be Hey Look Ma, I Made It, also by Panic at the Disco. This song has spent 52 weeks uh, on the chart at peak position one. It's at two right now, so it's gone down a little bit. I've also never seen... In you know the past four weeks, seen one band taking more than one spot, especially the top two spots since I started this. So shout out to Panic at Disco, really released some good songs res- uh, recently. A little fact about Brendan Urie that I didn't know was that he was actually a Mormon and he decided to leave the church and not follow that religious path. And at first, his parents were really against it and actually kind of kicked him out of the house. But they eventually accepted it, and I'm sure their acceptance is really what got Brendan Excited, and he's produced some really great music over the time. I absolutely adore this song, though. "Hey Look My Mita" is just another one of my celebration songs. When I am pumped, I listen to it. I literally listened to the song after I left the interview for my internship, and I just blurted that song. Then I called my mom because you know, that's what it is. <laughs> the lyrics are really powerful. They send a really good message, but in a really super hype way. It's our no know kind of think. you can and appreciate what you've had so far but it doesn't sound super deep you know it's still got that rockish hype sound to it in addition the music video freaked me out at first i do not care for puppets or dolls or anything like that and if you've seen the video you know that the entire music video is based around puppets so kind of freaked me out. I almost didn't watch it through. I was just going to call it a day on this. I decided to watch it, and I'm really glad I did because it actually has a super deep meaning once you analyze it. So it starts off with a puppet version of Yuri just leaving home to pursue his rock star dream. And then, in addition, there's normal day-to-day Yuri uh, singing on stage, singing the song by himself. Eventually the puppet signs with a sketchy record label, of course. He eventually hits it big time. Uh, Later, the label guy dangles drugs in front of his face, and then all of a sudden, the rock star life kicks in, and the puppet Yuri just goes wild, does drugs, there's lots of puppet puke that's really weird, he, you know, lives a, like, crazy lifestyle, gets beat up, gets arrested, just the rock star life towards, you know, as usual. Then, puppet Yuri sees him, like, real life Yuri, in the mirror, and the real life one tells him just to probably get his shit together. You know, the puppet flushes his drugs, gets clean, starts writing music, and obviously goes in to record it, which is really awesome. And there's a little piece where the puppet is actually sitting with a journal by the ocean. And you can see that he's written like, hey, look, ma, I made it, or hey, look, ma, um, on this page in the journal. So maybe that was the inspiration for the song. Not really sure. And then it flashes to real life Yuri singing on the stage again, and the puppets are cheering him on this time. He takes a final bow after the song's over, and then the record label guy comes up holding puppet Yuri. And then he just kind of tosses him to the side in a big stack of other puppets. So once you analyze this, it's definitely like a version of how big labels can just kind of be puppeteers for artists until they're done with them. They can kind of control what they do, how they do it, and then once they've made their money, once they're done, they just kind of toss them to the side. So you don't really know what's going to come out of big record labels, but I think that was a really powerful thing that Yuri could have done in this video. It was absolutely amazing, and I really appreciated it. And at number three this week, we've got I Think I'm Okay by Machine Gun Kelly, Youngblood, and Travis Barker. This song has spent 16 weeks on the charts at Peak Position 3, where it's at right now. So I'm sure as you know that Machine Gun Kelly is notoriously a rapper. I've never heard of Youngblood, but he's a rock artist, I guess. And then Travis Barker is going to be the head drummer for Blink-182. They're not too popular anymore, but, you know, if you were around for the early 2000s skate punk, you knew who Travis Barker was. So something very interesting that I like about the song is, I've never really listened to Machine Gun Kelly, GK, if, you know, you hear me call them that and I have heard a couple of his rap songs, they weren't really my favorite, but him as, as a rock artist and a rock song was absolutely amazing. I, it's such an interesting twist, I was so intrigued, and his voice used in this, is just such an amazing flip, it's such a good switch. It's really fitting for him, his voice just sounds so great and is really suited for this, and I would absolutely love to hear more from this switch up if he decides to go in this direction. In addition, Youngblood's voice actually really goes with MGK's. It's got that smooth, deep, rock, you know, kind of emo rock sound. And it's actually a really perfect pair. I don't know if they plan on doing anything else, but I really hope they do. I want to play this song on repeat for a really long time. The beginning of the song has like a smooth acoustic guitar beat that really transitions really smoothly into that rockish sound right there towards the chorus. The lyrics are really good. They're kind of repetitive, which is good. I kind of like repetitive lyrics to an extent, obviously. And the song really reminds me of like an early, mid-2000s, skate punk, punk rock, pop punk song. It's really fitting. And it's probably one of my favorite types of music as well. I know I keep saying I have so many favorite types of music, but that's definitely one of them. So actually, fun fact about the song, I found out that Youngblood, According to an article by Alt Press, went in and freestyled his part of the song. Apparently, MGK got in touch with him and was like, hey, we've got to do this now. And so apparently he went in and freestyled it and then walked out in like 10 minutes, according to MGK, which is really awesome. His part of the song is really cool, really deep, and it just sounds really great. In addition, the music video is absolutely adorable. There's lots of close-ups and some really awesome-looking people in the crowd. It's almost like this little rock concert with the three guys and a really cool crowd. And it looks like JK and Youngblood are just having an absolute blast just singing this song, which I'm sure they did. It's such a cool song, and it's such a cool way for two different types of artists to come together and produce something really, really awesome. Download this song right now if you have not. This song has surely become... One of my top favorites, I listen to it on repeat. So just straight through, loop after loop after loop, for at least 30, 35 minutes the day I first heard it. And so for some reason I can just go with that, I can just keep going, keep listening to it. It just sounds so, so good. I'm such a fan. Shout out to MGK and Youngblood and Travis Barker for creating this masterpiece of a song. I am just so happy with it. Next up at number four, is I Really Wish I Hated You by Blink-182. This song has spent two weeks in the charts at peak position four, where it is now. So I've never really followed Blink-182 too much, but I do remember when I was a kid, um, hearing all the small things and watching a video on MTV, as well as First Date and What's My Age Again, all those songs on MTV, it was so funny. Um, they were so catchy. This song, however, I'm not really a huge fan. But the band has definitely grown up, which I can really respect. You can tell by the lyrics and the sound in the music that there's a new maturity to them. And some people think that that's a bad thing. They think that the band should sound the same way that they did back in the early 2000s. And that's just not the case. It's been, you know, it's 2019. They are producing music in the mid to late 2000s. So obviously their sound is going to change. The guys are going to grow up. They're going to be mature. Their sound is going to be different. Their voices are going to be different. And that's why I'm kind of okay with the song. It's not something I'll likely listen to that often. But every band has to grow up. Every band member has to grow up. Life can't always be as grass or gas as one of their videos, the first date, you know, clearly depicted. (laughs) Um, But it's a good song. Just not one of my favorites, not something I really listen to. There's no music video, but if there ever is one, you should probably watch it. I'm sure it'll kind of equal out to what the song sounds like. Lastly number five is The Hype by Twenty One Pilots. So I know I talked about the song last week when it was on the alternative charts. It's also on the rock charts, standing at Peak position 5, it's been there for 13 weeks. So I feel the same about the song as it did last week, obviously. It's a chill song, it's got a cool video, it's kind of a study song for me. Maybe like a road tripping song, you know, kind of listen to it in the background when I'm riding in the car and talking to people. I've never really followed the band too much, so I don't really know too much about them, but I do like most of their top hits. Not always something I'm going to listen to, and it's not always going to be my go-to, but I do like them. The video is really cute, like I said last week. It's kind of like a cool garage band type feel. They have a concert on top of the roof, and, you know, that's pretty much that. It's pretty good. So next up, I'm going to talk about some hot albums. So looking at the Billboard charts, number one is going to be Abbey Road by The Beatles. So The Beatles are one of the most popular bands probably ever in history. I personally didn't really listen to them too much growing up. It wasn't the type of music that I was really, I guess, experienced to, you know. But the album I spent 132 weeks on the charts, and it's been at peak position number one, still is, which is really cool. Another one that is notable is Queen's Greatest Hits album. It's spent 94 weeks on the charts, and it's gone platinum eight times, which is absolutely uh, insane. But who doesn't love Queen, especially if you like rock music? If you're listening to this podcast, it probably means that you like rock music. So I know you like Queen. (laughs) And there's another notable album, which is going to be the Nine album by Blink-182. It's got that song I just talked about, I Really Wish I Hated You. I listened to the full album, but I'm sure if you like McQuaid 2's new song, you'll probably like the album. Probably it's not going to sound very similar to what they've done in the past, but still a really good album, I'm sure. Another notable one is also going to be "Rumors" by Fleetwood Mac, and "Chronicle: The 20 Greatest Hits" by CCR, Creedence Clearwater Revival. If you haven't heard them, so apparently according to these charts, a lot of older albums are still just hanging out up there, which is really awesome. Rock music, to me, is really about, you know, the hair, (laughs) if that makes sense. I guess you could say, like, the 80s hair rock. Um, You know, Queen, ACDC, all those bands that are like that. But, you know, I'm sure if you like rock, you know what you like. Next up, I'm going to talk about some of my favorites. So, I'm definitely more of a punk rock, classic rock, 80s hair rock kind of gal. So first, I'm going to talk about Queen, especially their Greatest Hits album, like I mentioned, that was on the top charts. So I was introduced to Queen really early in my life. It's one of my moms of her band, so obviously she had a lot of influence on what I grew up listening to. You know, she drove. <laughs> so I really grew up listening to them. Mostly, you know, We Will Rock You, Hammer to Fall, all those good songs. And I still jam to them pretty much on the regular uh, regular. They're such a good band. I really like their sound. I really wish this is going to be the most basic thing I ever say, but I really wish I would have been alive in the time where I could have heard them live. The closest I've ever gotten to something like that was definitely the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. And if you haven't seen that, you definitely should. It's a really, really good musical documentary. And at the end of the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, they do the Live Aid concert, and it's really probably similar to what it actually was. Um, the voice of the guy who plays Freddie Mercury is really, really close to what Freddie uh, sounded like, which was really awesome. And it was a really good movie. Queen is a really great band. In addition, I also really, really like punk rock, skate rock, whatever you want to call it. It has been one of my favorite genres for a really, really long time. I grew up listening to it. I still listen to it to this day. I have memories of just six months ago, driving down to Destin, Florida with some of my friends for spring break. And we were just jamming out to Blink-182, Jimmy World, all those bands that have been one of my favorites. It's definitely something I can always jam to. It's something I'm likely always going to be singing and having a great time, whether I'm in the car or whether I'm in the shower, just hanging out, whatever you want to call it. The Sound of punk Rock is just really great. You've got lots of different bands with lots of different sounds, like Green Day, Blink-182, Simple Plan, Forty One, Good Charlotte. All of those I'm such big fans of. You know, throw in The Offspring, throw in just about anybody you will. And it's definitely something that I know I can jam to, and a lot of people that I know also like to jam to. I also definitely have some classic favorites, like Creedence, Clearwater, Revival. I remember listening to CCR when I was growing up, Looking Out My Back Door, all those songs. It's such a... <laughs> Good kind of fun type of music in my opinion. I also remembered listening to Leonard Skinner, and ACDC, all sorts of things. Rock is just such a good genre in my opinion. It can sound really different, and it's always like I said going to have that really cool amplified electric guitar that everyone is such a big fan of. I definitely wish that I was a little more into rock. That way, I kind of go to rock concerts and see what the like what they are live. And last up is going to be our upcoming concerts in the rock genre. 21 Pilots is coming to State Farm Arena in Atlanta October 12th. ZZ Top is coming October 13th in Alpharetta at the Ameris Bank Amphitheater. We the Kings are coming to Atlanta at the Masquerade October 26th. Elton John is going to be in Atlanta at the State Farm Arena November 1st and 2nd, because I'm sure both of those are going to sell out. 38 Special is going to be the Macon City Auditorium November 7th, so that's for all my Macon listeners. We're also going to have The Black Keys coming November 9th to stay for Marina and then Incubus December 3rd for Coca-Cola Roxy. So that's all I've got this week. Join me next week when I have my friend Drew Jennings come on to talk about making music.